Often, throughout the course of a day, we communicate by using you statements, especially with the people we're closest to, like our husbands. The person on the receiving end of these you statements often feels accused and defensive because we're really putting the blame on them for both the actions they've taken and the feelings we have as a result. When we use I statements, we instead take responsibility for our feelings and make room for compassion and understanding from the person we're talking to. about how you can savor and not just survive motherhood. How would you like to be less frazzled, more calm, scream less, respond more, and exchange autopilot living for more joy? Sound good? As we journey together, you'll explore how to know, love, and accept yourself today to clear the path towards your dreams, hopes, and visions for tomorrow. But we're not just going to chat. We're going to take action. Through conversations, power sheets, and visual tools like vision boards, we're taking simple steps to go from where you are on this journey to where you want to be. I'm your host, Elise Daly-Parker, a certified life coach, writer and speaker, mom of four, and spouse for 37 years. Through this podcast, I'll share hands-on tools, practices, and resources, along with lots of encouragement to empower you to savor, not just survive, this busy season of life with clarity, confidence, and calm. Thanks for joining me. I'm so delighted you're here. Well, hey, Mama, who just may find this one word has miraculous powers. Welcome to How to Have a Vision for Your Sex Life, Part 4. Want to dramatically change your marriage for good? It can take just this one word. Did you ever hear the expression, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me? Well, that's a lie. The truth is, there is tremendous power in our words, and the Bible has plenty to say about this. Here's just a few examples. Proverbs 18.21 in the message says, Words kill. Words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. The New International Version of Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And how about the message translation of Matthew 12, 37? Every one of these careless words is going to come back to haunt you. There will be a time of reckoning. Words are powerful. Take them seriously. Words can be your salvation. Words can also be your damnation. Wow, right? Turns out our words have the power to be used like weapons. We can tear someone down with our words, or we can build them up. In my 37 years of marriage, I can assure you I have used my words to build up my husband, to express my love, to soothe, understand, clarify, build our relationship. But I've also used my words as weapons of destruction. I've used my words to hurt my husband. I've used my words to accuse him. And that's where this one little word comes in. What if I told you by shifting this one word, you could more effectively communicate with your husband? In some cases, if this is a big shift for you, you could even dramatically change your relationship. It's true. Here's what I mean. 
Most of us are still feeling an extra dose of tension as we navigate the season of added stress from a global pandemic, political polarization, and racial injustice, to name just a few. Some of us are adjusting to the permanent shift of having our spouses work from home. So now hubby's home working during the day, and so are you, while also trying to raise and sometimes even educate a family from home. This kind of stress can strain our communication, too. We're feeling a little cranky, and intentional casual conversation can show this. However, with this one-word shift, you can go from being dismissed to feeling heard. You can stop shutting down conversations between you and your husband through blame and shame and open up better lines of communication. You can take more ownership and feel more empowered through clearer communication. What's this one word? It's as simple as one letter. I. That's right. I. Often, throughout the course of a day, we communicate by using you statements, especially with the people we're closest to, like our husbands. The person on the receiving end of these you statements often feels accused and defensive because we're really putting the blame on them for both the actions they've taken and the feelings we have as a result. When we use I statements, we instead take responsibility for our feelings and make room for compassion and understanding from the person we're talking to. Let's set the stage so you can see what I mean. One morning recently, when my husband got out of bed very early to go downstairs and get his tea started, he flung back the covers, leaving me without the cocoon of my blanket, which resulted in me being awakened by a rush of cool air. Let me tell you, I enjoy my sleep, and I was not ready for this. Besides that, this was becoming a habit. What was my response? Well, when I got downstairs, I blurted out, Hun, why do you always fling the covers off our bed every morning when I'm still sleeping? You woke me up before my alarm went off. His response? He looked up a little wide-eyed at my early morning intensity. Yeah, sorry, I don't do it every day. Well, actually you do. You've done it every day this week. You throw off the covers, and because I'm freezing, it wakes me up, and then I can't get back to sleep. My husband says, oh... Okay, sorry, I'll try to remember that. There's a bit of a chill in the air because Chris is shut down. He doesn't want to deal with my accusations, and his defense is minimal response. Now, if I decide instead to use I instead of you, this conversation could go in a whole different direction. Here's what I mean. Hun, I woke up to a cold blast of air this morning because the covers came off me when you got out of bed. My alarm doesn't go off till 7 a.m., and I really feel better with that extra hour of sleep. Oh, really? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to wake you up. Well, yeah, it's okay. You know me in my sleep. Can you just make sure the covers are still on as you slip out of bed? My husband said, of course. I'll be more careful. Sorry. I'm sure that wasn't the best way to wake up. Thanks. That simple shift in communication went from dividing us to building a bridge of understanding and willingness to do better. Now, this wasn't a critical situation, but it was a good opportunity to practice I statements. In a more serious conversation, with a bigger problem than just kind of annoyance, the same words can apply. Here's another example. You never make me feel loved. You sit in the other room, reading and writing, making me feel alone and lonely. Do you not want to be with me? Don't you want to be together? My husband looked up from his book, stunned. What? What are you talking about? You're in the other room watching a show I don't want to watch. 
We're not really together when you're watching TV anyway. Yeah, but you choose to always be apart. You care more about your book and your journal than you care about me. To which my husband responds, that's just not true. I care about you. You just always need more from me. A similar conversation to this actually happened pretty early on in our marriage. Thankfully, we were able to regroup and use our I statements so we could understand one another better. Here's how that goes. Me. I feel lonely at night because, oh, I'm sorry. I don't want you to feel lonely. What can I do to make you feel less lonely? Well, I would feel closer if we were just in the same room. And maybe we could find a show or two that we can watch together. Or even just talk a little more. If we did that just a couple of nights a week, then you can do your own thing the other nights. To which my husband said, well, okay, I like to journal every night. But really, that just takes about a half hour. I'm sure we can find something we both enjoy. Now, at first, this kind of a shift might seem a little ridiculous. Why should I have to change what I do or say to get my husband to change? But in fact, that's where our power lies. By responding in I terms, we take ownership of the way we're communicating. We invite listening instead of defending. And the person we're speaking with can actually experience some empathy and understanding towards us rather than wanting to distance themselves from us, a.k.a. run in the other direction, or accuse back. Well, if you didn't stay in bed later than me, I wouldn't have to worry about the covers. Or you need a little too much reassurance. At first, this kind of communication can feel awkward and insincere. But as the old adage goes, fake it till you make it. Eventually, as we model and practice using more I statements, we and our spouses and even other members of our family, for that matter, our kids. We start to shift our collective behavior, which eventually leads to clearer communication and a happier, healthier, more mutual marriage. We both win. So try it with your spouse. I'd love to hear how it goes. And now what does this have to do with having a vision for your sex life? Well, remember, we can't experience the romance, love, and sex we desire if we don't have a clear idea or vision of what that means. Most of us want better, more loving communication. I statements are one specific step we can take to move toward that goal. As we improve our communication, intimacy builds, and sex is one essential element of intimacy. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of marriage, love, romance, and sex. Help us to be intentional about having the best marriage possible. Help us to strengthen our relationships through clearer communication that leads to greater intimacy. And help us to use language that invites mutuality. I pray a great blessing over this mom and her marriage. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining me here on the Mom Vision Podcast. I think you're going to love my new devotional journal, Unshakable Peace in an Unsteady World. You can pick up a copy through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, and more. I've also got a free download for you, 12 Powerful Scriptures to Settle Your Heart and Mind so you can experience more peace. You'll find the link in my show notes at elisedailyparker.com slash podcast. I look forward to connecting with you again soon.